welcome to Twisted Sisters. My name is Haley. I am the teen behind the scenes. I run the social media. I do the editing. Basically everything except being on screen. So don't get used to this. This is a one-time thing. I am just here to inform you that this was our very first recording session and the mic decided to just not record. So my beautiful intuition told me to record the session on my phone, which I did, but I didn't start until about seven minutes into the session. So you kind of come in at a weird point and there's some weird rustling and jingling, but I was using my phone as we were doing the session, not thinking about that I would be using my actual audio. So it just sounds a little weird, but I promise it gets better and it's not for long if it, is sound, if it does sound weird. Also, in that seven minutes, all you missed was them kind of explaining what was going to be happening. Basically, they're talking about The Matrix and the newest movie and the movie's past. They're discussing quotes and theories and the like and kind of explaining in the midst of all of that what this podcast is, who they are, things like that. But you guys should know that from the intro video I posted earlier. So go watch that if you haven't yet. But if you have, enjoy the show. I have a feeling I should have been more to a family of millionaires. Uh, I think so too. <laughs> Why were we not born rich? Because nobody can just be a millionaire. <laughs> I come to share gifts with you. <laughs> um, I think we we all have to go through a series of unfortunate events without lemony snickets. Speaking of movies, <laughs> um, I think. Confidence has to do a lot with it, too, and who supports you or who you have around you that pushes you to find the truth, because a lot of it, I'm a recovering Catholic, um, Baptist, I think it has to do a lot with the convictions when you're young and you know you're you're an old soul and people don't understand you it's a problem when you can't speak to your parents who you should have an open relationship with it becomes a problem so I do believe that a lot of it has to do with free will um, I do believe that you just have to keep on digging for the truth Okay. And as a disclaimer for everybody out there, uh, yes, we are recovering, <gasps> and everybody, and some people are thinking, "Heathens, get her out!" We are extremely spiritual people, but we don't necessarily put ourselves in label us to any specific religion because there's a huge difference between being spiritual and being religious. I am my own religion. There you go. She is her own religion. And back to you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shannon, what yes. what other quotes out of the Matrix movie, out of the Resurrection one? Um. <laughs> so we're done already. Do you know how long yeah. it's been? Oh, with that one line. Oh no, go on, go on. Like oh, sorry. Would you like some more wine? Please, please. The glass is yours. Wait a minute, I'm Kids, quiet down. Okay. Um, go ahead. Well, what I was thinking is about <laughs> karma. Alright, I'm putting that okay. He's a friend. Hey, he's a friend of mine. I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about karma and our Oh, that karma? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, for this channel. Starting already. So, karma is we're here to heal things that we did 
that were not a part of our destiny, okay? And that's where I said that we take detours, we go like all around it, to, but this is the destiny, the path, and we go all around it, and karma here and there, we heal it, and then once we, ooh, we're on the path, and all of a sudden, old karma comes around, and so we have to get off a little bit, and we heal. Inspect you off the road, on the ditch. But when you are spiritually awakened, you tend to stay on it and deal with it. So I feel like the path to destiny is you know who you are and you're sticking to it. You're not letting this detour or this detour or the influence of the programming keep you off your path of destiny. So you feel that if a karmic tie comes in and that it's better to deal with it because a lot of people um, by the way, we are professional readers, we are intuitives, we are also um, ordained ministers, yes. and uh, one of the things that we come across a lot of is is people that, um, you know, tend to stuff emotions, stuff things that are going on, and they'll have pain here and pain there, and being it's all energetics and energy that, um, you know, it's something that we need to get rid of to be able to um, ascend and move our frequency up, which is you know, what's going on right now with the whole planet is everybody needs to raise that frequency. You raise me That's my, my, my livelihood is people holding on to their, um, mm -hmm. And what exactly do you do? I'm well, I work with your body's emotions and the subtle energies that your body has. So what your, your body basically tells me what's going on, what it doesn't like, even though you're not listening. <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear what it says, and I can help you release it either through meditation, guided meditation, or I can just take it out. But um, I prefer you do it because when in a meditation, you can own it when you're taking it out. When I'm doing it, yeah, I'll take it out, put some cool stuff in, but really, it's really important if you're a participant in your own healing, in your own journey. So that's, that's why it's this conversation is pretty important because of that detours and too many of us have gotten off our path that taken free will is and there's another quote in here is it truly choice is do we already know the choice what was the quote i think the direct quote is um what is the direct quote uh do we well, it depends it? on the movie because in, in Matrix for uh, Resurrections, uh, Bugs just connected with Morpheus in the room where where Neo Thomas Anderson was sleeping. His actual efficiency, or his apart, small apartment, and she says, "Oh, it's all." She explains that free will uh, choice is an illusion. You already yes. know what you need to do. That's it. And in the second Matrix, the Merovingian. Which was the keeper, the gatekeeper between all the all the different passageways in the matrix? Said that choice. Morpheus tells him everything begins with choice, and Merovingian ends up telling him, "No, it does not begin with the choice. It's, it doesn't begin with the choice. It doesn't, it doesn't begin with. It's it's an illusion that's brought on by the elite to make you think you have a choice. Right, because you already know what the decision is, so." I may not know what the decision is, but you know what it should be. And that's a good point yeah. because the Oracle also pointed out to him when he met her at the park right. that you're here to understand 
why you're making that choice. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing that we also want to explain to you, um, the audience, as far as that kind of thing, because it relates to all of us. Um, you know, we, we, again, we run into a lot of people who come into our fairs and go and come to us, all of us, and they come in and they're like, you know, I've had this really bad relationship and I don't know what to do. And, and, you know, this person's this, that person's that. Um, and, you know, the ultimate question is, you know, was it a choice or was it someone that you were just karmically tied to and it was going to happen? Uh, unfortunately, um, all of our perceptions are created by what we grow up with and what we've heard in past relationships. And we see through those colored glasses when we're looking at someone new. And unfortunately, you know, most of us, we have that one little inkling when we meet that person and like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah, I do that. Have you, have you dated, gone out with, and you got that little voice that said, Absolutely not. But then I said, this really is so cute. Yeah, or they're this, 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 uh -huh. this, and I can fix that. So Especially you empaths out there, we can fix everybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and we fall in love with potential and we're like, I didn't see that. No, no, that didn't really happen. No, they're really a good person. They'll, they'll come around. No, they don't come around. Unless they choose to come around. Yes. That's a choice. But yes. you can't change people. You can't. Leopards don't change their spot. There's really something to that. And there's patterns in that. And mm -hmm. looking back, and that's kind of what we all do, is kind of taking a moment to figure out where that programming came from. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad and I were very close, and it was seen and not heard. We would, I would go every place with him, go to the garages, do all of these fun well, they weren't really fun, but I was with him, so I thought it was fun. So I was present, but not seen. So I had relationships where as long as they knew I was around, it was okay, but they weren't necessarily interacting with me in a positive way or an engaging way. So I figured I had to go back and, and figure that out, heal that, where did that come from? And then you get to do the fun stuff and go back even further and feel some more. But that's that programming. Is it free will or is it programming that takes you off your path and until you awaken or connect with your mm -hmm. higher self, do you find your true path? Mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately, sometimes what happens is you know when we're kids you know we get a lot of programming with our parents and you know different relatives and people we come across when we're young and we may not know any different and we go through half of life and we still don't know any different but because we couldn't fix those relationships or those karmic ties from here and past lives because um, we can bring our past lives in with us and different parts of it and the problem is is we don't maybe know that till our 30s and we're like wait a minute that's my mom, 30s. or that's my dad, or yeah, 40s, 50s. <laughs> Some people never learn. Um, but it's it's again, you know, you know, these are things that these are lessons that we learned when we were young and we brought in, and we see every person like that. And what happens also is that we may have the best person in the world coming into our life, and they seem oh, they're so different. And one of two things are going to happen. The power of the <laughs> Either 
they're going to turn into the same relation you had, but worse, because you obviously did not get the lesson. Or what's going to happen is they're going to be the best person in the world, but you're going to treat them like they're still the worst person, and you're going to train them to treat you just like the other one did. So you have to be very aware, especially in relationships of, you know, I always thought that if you fill out an application and say, how was your relationship with your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, and, um, and, and, and vet them. I just saw, <laughs> Steve Harvey said that, I just saw a little clip that said that on your first date, instead of asking what food do you like, what movies do you like, music, ask about what you want in your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and in my office, I often say that. So tell me what you want, and I get the. I typically ask. I mean, so I'm I'm dating, but I typically ask, "What failed in your last relationship?" Because if you already know what failed, we know what to avoid this time, right? Mm -hmm. Have you healed what already failed? What? Don't tell me what they did. What did you do? Amen. Because mm -hmm. it's not what they did. It's what did you do? How did you heal yourself? So those are. You know, and again, all the way back to that, those generational curses, the karmic cycles, those kinds of things, it's all, all the same. Um, yeah. But, okay, so the other question I had is one of the things that I've been told and I've heard is that, and let me know if any of this has happened to you, the first thing that you fall in love with or the first thing that draws you to that person that you want to be with is the first thing you fight about. Okay, we're gonna be bringing in a special um, guest. First thing we fight, I'm trying to think. No, no, friend. Friend. no that would not be no. the first thing we fought about. What was the first thing that attracted you to your ex-husband? Personality. Hello. It's very charming. Hello. 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 Thank you for picking up the phone. We're actually we started already the 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 podcast. So. We brought you on. This is uh, my sister from another mother, uh, from another lifetime. <laughs> uh, Patty from Texas. She's an ordained minister. I'm she's, honored. She's a fantastic oracle, and she um, she's pretty much helped everybody she's come in contact with because the universe keeps on throwing her a lot of nuts. And bolts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> she, she lives an exciting life. So, what was your question then? Oh, my question was, you know, some of the things that I've heard is that a lot of times the first thing that attracts you to that person, you know, the person we want to be with, is the first thing that we tend to argue about. Have you had that experience? Yes. Okay, tell us. Relationships that you've had after that 
kind of follow the same kind of pattern or have you had that with any other people? Maybe not someone you dated, but maybe someone that was in your family or some a friend you met or something like that? Oh, yes. Are you kidding? I, I feel like the destiny keeps bringing me very earthy signs. I've got a lot of Capricorn, Capricorns in my life. Virgos, a lot of Taurus. Taurus seems to be like ruling my, my uh, circles. Uh, well, tourists are a very amazing sign. <laughs> oh my God, Patty! What you started? <laughs> Let's go back to the cool air people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So did I answer the question? Yes, you did. Now, do you by chance have your cards with you? I do. I hear some shuffling. Well, okay, so we have bragged about you like to everybody. This yeah. is our everybody. So this is going to be a little special treat for everybody in the audience. Hi everyone, Haley here again. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. This was actually an hour and a half long recording session, so I've split it up into multiple parts to make it more palatable for everybody. So tune in next week, next Friday, August 12th, for episode two.